What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the DOW Freedom Fighters podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Man, what a what a show that we've got coming on, man. This Bill Connell. Yeah, uh, I didn't do a whole lot of lot of talking. I mean, um, it, I mean, it was mostly listening. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of information, uh, especially about the Patriot Pause. Uh, what an incredible uh, organization they are doing the things that they're doing. Oh, absolutely, man. The, the time and energy and money and blood, sweat, and tears that goes into training just one of these dogs for our, uh, our nation's warriors is, is unbelievable. Um, I'm extremely thankful to have been in contact with Patriot Paws and been able to get Bill on here uh, to talk with us. And, uh, I mean, what a blessing that was. Um, you know, I want to give Sharon Satterwhite, you know, a huge shout-out. That's who my point of contact was with Patriot Paws. And, uh, you know, again, Bill Connell uh, and his service dog, Peyton, Um he had a great story. I, th- I think his outlook is a lot like a lot of, you know, us veterans' outlooks as far as taking care of each other and realizing that, you know, you served our country and you deserve the benefits that are out there for us. And uh, and if you're a veteran and you're listening to this and you are questioning whether or not you deserve, uh, you know, these benefits, whether it's a service dog or, you know, a service connection or whatever you know education benefits you know if you served our country honorably those are there for a reason you know don't be too proud to go and research and reach out and and try to get these benefits because like i said they're there to be used uh from you guys and uh, but again awesome awesome story uh a storied family of warriors uh bill comes from um, you know, God bless him and his, his two boys, you know, his dad and his grandpa, um, all served this country. You know, again, like I'm very fortunate, uh, to have been able to talk to him. It's, I think there was some good information out there that there's going to be a veteran that's going to listen. That is, uh, you know, might make that step now to yeah, possibly sure. get a service dog. Yeah. But we thank you guys uh, for uh, still listening to us and, and you're about to hear an awesome podcast. You know, subscribe. We're DOW Freedom Fires Podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean. Um, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Message us if you have any questions. If We'll try and, and find you an answer if we don't know it. Um you know, again, with all the love and support that we get, I mean, we're just three dudes that are uh, just trying to reach the masses with our experience of 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 life. And you know, we're th- three different ages, and uh, so it's three different perspectives. But we all have one goal in mind that that's to love each other and be positive and uh, help as many people as we can. So stay tuned. Lee and 
Noah with DOW Freedom Fighters Podcast. We're excited. I have a special guest, Bill Connell. Uh, He is a recipient of um, a service dog with Patriot Paws, and we will get into that um, along with his background. And uh, thank you, sir, for coming on with us. Oh, my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. Uh, we kind of just want to get started, and, and, and I know you're a veteran, and and just like myself, um, and we kind of just want to start back from the beginning and work our way into uh, when you got your service dog, Peyton, and, and kind of go from there, if that's all right. Sure, yeah. All right, so what what uh, branch uh, of the service did you join? Uh, U.S. Army. U.S. Army, and, and when when did you join? I joined in 1985. 1985. That's the year before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of dates me, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what what was it that, that made you want to join? I'll tell you what. Uh, my family was a big military family. Uh, my dad was Air Force and then uh, came out and got in the Army. Uh, that was kind of a family tradition and also just wanting to serve my country. You know, just the honor of doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, my... my I'm on here with my my youngest brother Noah and uh, our dad. He he was uh, in the army. He did. He was a combat engineer in the army for a few years. Got out and went to the navy. And uh, and then you know I was a, I was a marine. I was like I just put me in the hardest thing you could possibly do. <laughs> you know, I'm a knuckle dragger, so I, I fit in pretty well. Um, and then. Uh, what what'd you do in the army if you don't mind me asking and yeah so actually uh so i, I was a 62 echo which was a combat engineer i was in the okay. heavy jump section so uh i did that for a while and i got a little smarter and, and i started doing the uh driving the big trucks the 80 mike yeah and then the last 10 years i did 80 november which was a traffic uh medic coordinator so basically that moved in the army i moved it you know for either whether it was a rail load or, or airlift we would move it you know send it Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we did. Uh, I was essentially a communicator, radio guy, and I did. I worked with an, a, a unit called Anglico, which is Air Naval Gunfire Liaison Company. So essentially, we were just a bunch of JTACs and radio operators, and provided close air support and things like that. And got to do some really. That's that's one of the things I love about being in the military. Is you know. We all have our reasons for joining and things like that, but the cool stuff you get to do when you yes. go in is it's it's really unbelievable. Well, my oldest son, it was a JTAC, uh, was okay. a engine, was a uh, was eighty second for years, jumped out of uh, planes and things like that, and he made it to E seven, and he finally got smart. And uh, about four years ago, he went to WO, and uh, he flies the Apache now for the oh, Tenth Mountain. Awesome. Uh, and then my youngest son, he was over in Afghanistan, uh, also and got hurt over there. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of both my boys and uh, for serving our country. And the eldest one's going to make a career out of it for sure. Uh, that's, so, that's awesome. uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about our men and women in uniform. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's kind of why we started this podcast. Uh, you know, we live in – actually, I, I know you, you're – you live in Rowlett, Texas? Yes. Okay, so – we li- obviously we live in southeast Missouri now. That's kind of where all my family's from. But you know, my dad got out of the military. We moved to uh, lived in Kaufman, Texas. Oh, okay. So I graduated high school from Kaufman, and and 
it's uh, a small world and man i love to I, I miss texas every day you know <laughs> so yeah well i just got back from uh from branson last week okay uh, and i i actually my dad was a uh, baptist preacher for a while and we lived in upstate uh, missouri up okay. in the tri-state area so uh, knox city missouri for for years so i i, I know missouri fairly well so yeah yeah the yeah, branson's probably about three hours from us it's uh okay. not too bad we're we're Right about two hours from St. Louis, three hours from Branson, you know, in Springfield and stuff like that. And so, yeah, man, it's a, uh, you know, we, our, our community here is super small, but, you know, we, we want to be advocates uh, f- for these veterans that, you know, especially on the mental health side of things. Where, sure, yeah. And especially for men where it's, we're trying to really break that stigma of, you know, where you're weak if you find or go ask for help or anything like that and, and showing them that hey you know it's actually extremely courageous to go yes. find help and then being an advocate for others and, and continuing on that path and you know so that's why we started uh doing what we do as far as this podcast and things and getting people on to kind of tell their story and uh you know and maybe help help somebody else so um if you don't care to talk about a little bit, like if you had any deployments or anything like that and kind of go into that. Yeah. So, uh, so I was in the first Gulf war. I call myself the OG, the original gangsters over there. (laughs) So I was in in the the 1990, 1991, the, uh, desert shield storm, uh, as a combat engineer over there. And, um, so did that. Uh, so, you know, some of my stuff that I deal with, uh, physically is, uh, my company was one of the companies, uh, one of the three companies that blew up Camasilla, which was the, the big ammo depot with the VX gas and sarin gas in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we did have some combat. We did uh, have some uh, things with the Republican Guard over there, mm-hmm. um, flies over there. Um, came back home and uh, was a while, you know, started having some, some things going on and uh, with my body and things, I thought I was just getting older, and uh, it was definitely related back to the Gulf War stuff. And and now that we know that the burn pits and things like that from you know Afghanistan and Iraq. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I was deployed over there for uh, just shy of ten months uh, okay. over there in the first Gulf War. Now the second one, enduring freedom, I was actually at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and um, so we were moving a lot of the strikers, a lot of guys like that. We were one of uh, five. Uh, post in the army that were moving guys over to Iraq and Afghanistan at the time. So oh, wow. um, I did that the last uh, bit and I, I got out in uh, 2004. Um, I was medically retired, 19 years, nine months in the military, mm-hmm. but I was medically retired uh, at that time because of the Gulf War uh, syndrome, Gulf oh, War wow. stuff. Man, well, I, was, I appreciate your service and all your sacrifices and and everything and um to kind of jump in here to uh how did you find out about patriot paws and it well i guess to back up a little bit kind of where did you realize or maybe that you could have used a service dog or where'd you hear about you know the service dogs and things like that okay yeah so uh because of my stuff i've dealt with I, i have a lot of problems with nerves and muscles uh in my body and so it got to where I was falling down, uh, walking, and just my legs and stuff would give out on me without notice. 
Um, and then it got to where my wife was really kind of concerned about going to work. And if I didn't answer the phone right away, you know, she didn't know if I was down in the yard somewhere or couldn't get to the phone. So it was, uh, that and dealing with some doctors. And, uh, I was told 20 something years ago, uh, from a VA doctor in Oklahoma city that I'd be in a wheelchair. And, um, so, uh, knock on wood and, and grace to God that uh, I have not been in a wheelchair, but I've been on a mobility scooter. I do use that sometimes, uh, depends on where I'm walking canes mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, uh, so that's how I kind of got into that and the service dogs. Now I was blessed that I've, I live in Rollette, which is right across the bridge from Rockwell, Texas, which is mm-hmm. where the Patriot Paul's, uh, facility is. And yeah. so I send the dogs out and about when they do the puppy training and things like that. And, um, and just Google them and, uh, see what they did and, and, um, got on there, did the application and all the stuff they needed for me uh, and then got on the list. Um, so I was fortunate enough again, that I'm local here to Patriot Paul's and, um, I seen them work. And again, uh, I can't say enough about Patriot Paul's as a, as an organization and as a family, um, uh, they just take very good care of us veterans, uh, with the dogs and after they just give you a dog and be done with it. I mean, they, they continue to call us and maintain connections with us. So it's not just give you a dog and have a good day. They are mm-hmm. just spot on. That's awesome. Um, so your, your dog name is Peyton, correct? Yes. Peyton. So he, uh, kind of, so he helps you, I guess, as far as like your physical stuff, um, like if you were to fall, does he? How does he kind of work with that? Sure. So, uh, so Peyton's a mobility dog. All the dogs at Patriot Falls are mobility dogs. Uh, okay. So uh, they have they come out of the training with uh, two years of training, roughly uh, for about eight weeks old. They get them as puppies and they raise them, and uh, they have eighty different cues. They call them cues, not commands. Okay. And he, they come out with eighty different cues. I mean, if I drop something on the, on the ground, he picks it up for me. If I fall down, he helps me brace to get back up, or he will actually go get help. They're trained to go get help oh, wow. and find the nearest person and touch their foot and have them bring them back to you. Um, so it, it's almost easier to tell you things that, you know, what things he doesn't do that he, what he does. I mean, people <laughs> have been out and about because, you know, when you have a service dog and, and Peyton's a big uh, American lab, uh, chocolate okay. lab, and so he's a, uh, he's a very good looking dog and people love him and he's just a great dog. But, um, I've had people, it took me a while when I first got Peyton, uh, because people will be behind, behind the aisles and be watching you, you know, be staring at you. That took me a while to kind of get used to that, but yeah. they're watching you work the dog or the dog work with you as a team. And I've had a few people in the past that'll come up to me and, and it, it's kind of an icebreaker too. They'll ask about Peyton and what's he doing. I had a couple older ladies years ago, about a year ago. And I kind of laughed and said, Dad, does he do your laundry? And I said, actually, he does. They said, really? I said, yeah, he'll actually pull the laundry basket from my bedroom to the washer, and he'll take the clothes out of the washer, out of the basket, put in the washer. And I got to do it, of course. So they they train these dogs to do all kinds of uh, things. Like I said, they come out basically with 80 different cues, and they can actually uh, customize these dogs to to the veteran what they need, you know, and – from zipping your pants if you didn't have hands and things like that to just whatever turning lights on and off for you um it's just amazing what these dogs can do yeah that that that's that's awesome i actually came uh, you know i was kind of googling it as well and one of my 
close buddies. He's a he's a Marine Corps veteran as well, and he stepped on an IED in Afghanistan, and he's an above the leg amputee and and shrapnel from his face down to his his foot, and you know, and he's been talking to me a lot about uh, getting a service dog, and you know, he he's a very humble guy, and and he's he's he he has prosthetics. Like when we've went on hunting trips he'll he'll wear his prosthetic but he's he just doesn't like it he doesn't like the way it rubs and stuff so he's using crutches a lot of the time and uh so i kind of got online i'm like let me find and you know i just googled i think the the best service dog organizations for veterans in the country and you know this was one of the first ones that popped up and i kind of looked into it and printed off an application for him and i actually reached out to him and i was like i really want to talk to you guys especially because there's not a lot of uh, publicity out there for service dog organizations unless you are specifically looking for it. Yes. And, you know, what, you know, we're trying to do is, is promote, like help, you know, get the word out there because I know there, I've read on there, there's people from all over the country that that'll come there and, and get dogs and, um, and it really helps them and, uh, you know, my buddy's in the process of it. And, you know, I was reading where, uh, you know, they started out with, I believe like eight dogs or something like that. And then, you know, now they've got, they can train us up to 25 and then they have, you know, the prison training program and, yes. and everything like that, where they're able to do, you know, an extra 35 dogs. And it's, it's absolutely amazing you know what they're doing and, and for the veteran community and how extremely selfless it is and i don't think people really understand that because you know we're quick to always get the pat on the back and the thank you and a lot of people don't see not only the families that stay behind when we yeah. go do what we do but all of these people that are you know spend their lives doing whatever they can to help veterans as they come back it's it's absolutely amazing and, you know, and we call them patriots, you know, and, and again, I, I appreciate Lee uh, saying that because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's true that, you know, I always tell people we had a radio show being a, a friend of mine uh, a while back and for a while. And, you know, we always said, you know, you always want to thank the veteran, of course, you know, but I said, you know what, the, the families and the, the kids suffer right alongside. I mean, my sons have been deployed m- multiple times and, you know, my daughter-in-law had to be the, the father, the mother and all the above. Mm-hmm. And, and missed all the uh, Christmases and, and all the holidays. And so, you know, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, so many times the families uh, get left behind as far as not being thanked. And, uh, but uh, the family as a core helps a lot. That, when that veteran, or that, I'm sorry, that troop goes over there, they're not worried about home. They shouldn't have to be worried about home, but the kids are taken care of and everybody's taken care of over here so he can concentrate on the mission at hand. And yeah. uh, I agree with you. And even the Patriots, like you're talking about here with Patriot Falls, um, some of the people who work up there are veterans themselves. Some are not, and, and some are just Patriots. They just love America. They love mm-hmm. they love our veterans. And and just the time and the effort and the money that they put into these dogs um, is amazing. And, again, you wouldn't find a better group of people uh, than Patriot Falls uh, up there. Again, I can't say enough about them because it's like – like I said, again, I lost my brother back in September, um, and they were calling me. I had four calls from, from them, to, you know, send their condolences and things like that from the people at Patriot Paul's. So it's not 
you get on the list and you get a dog, you're part of the family. You're a Peyton yeah. Paul's family. And I can't say enough about them because they are, it's all about the veteran and about providing that veteran with a service dog. That is, it's just great. Yeah. And, and I don't think people understand like the, how much it costs as far as the training to go into training these dogs that, you know, and it's all done on donations and, yes. and things like that is it's, I mean, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to train these dogs, and and they're doing this, and uh, like I want people to, to know that like it's it's crazy what they do and and all the things that they do, and that uh, you know we should be thanking them, you know, and oh people, yeah, yeah. But you know, again, you know, I've had dogs all my life. I'm a I'm a dog guy, and I've had some dogs that I've trained to do different things. Uh, in the past, never a service dog, of course. And I tell people all the time that, you know, I've never had a, a service dog, uh, and I've got Peyton now, and he has changed my life in so many ways, not just mobility-wise, but just having a companion there uh, on the days that uh, things are looking bleak. It gives him a purpose to get up in the morning. You know, it gives me, I've got to feed him. Uh, I've, they're hand-fed. They, they work for their food. And so i got to feed him. i got to take care of him. Uh, he takes care of me a whole lot more than, than I take care of him, probably, you know, type thing. But um, it's just uh, these dogs are about, I think they say they're about $35,000 for these dogs to get uh, the two-year training in them and come out. And, um, again, uh, Peyton does so much for me uh, mobility-wise. When we go out in the public and things, he's always watching my back. I don't have the hypervigilance as much as I used to mm-hmm. because he always watches what's around me. Uh, who's behind me. I mean, he will alert me to things like that. And so um, uh, it's it's mobility-wise, but it's a whole lot more than that. You know, it's just, and and you're right, these people who train these these puppy raisers, they call them, they train these dogs, they'll take these dogs, and every 90 days they get a new trainer, these dogs do, um, and these puppy raisers who who help raise them and train them, um, again, you can't say enough about them because they just, love our veterans and like some of our veterans themselves but um uh, you know patriot falls like i said i i, I waited for patriot falls i could have i could have applied for other service dog organizations out here and there are some other good ones out there um but i waited a while for patriot falls i'm really glad i did that because uh, i i just can't say enough about again about the whole organization um they're just spot on and they're just great great people yeah, I mean, there's a there's a reason that it it takes so long to uh, to get one of the dogs is because they do whenever you know they want to make sure that because I've seen service dogs that people's had them and you know they're coming up to you to get pet and and things like that and you can tell they probably weren't trained by the the greatest <laughs> trainers yeah. and and everything. And, you know, people need to understand that the they're getting two years of training. Like, yes. there's a reason that it costs so much because they're getting the best training you can possibly get in the world. And uh, that's why there there is a little bit of a wait, but it's going to be worth it because you're not going to find another dog probably from another organization that's going to be like uh, getting one from Patriot Paws. Yeah, you know, and, and again, they get these dogs, these puppies at eight weeks old. I mean, they go out and uh, and they, they do whatever they got to as far as testing. And they got, I think they got five different breeders that they use pretty religiously all the time. Mm-hmm. And 
but they go out, they, they get the puppies that they, they want from the litters, and they get these dogs uh, back at eight weeks old, and they start training them at eight weeks old. And these go through, like you said a while ago, there's three different prisons in Texas that the inmates have to be at, at a certain level uh, to help train these dogs. But these dogs, uh, like I, I tell people all the time, that Peyton's been to prison before. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> there's A&M, Texas A&M uh, College. Mm-hmm. There's 125 current uh, uh, students down there who actually puppy raise also. That's and awesome. so, I mean, he's, my dog's been to, he probably thinks I'm pretty boring compared to what he, where he's been. Because <laughs> um, he's been to prison, he's been to A&M, he's probably been to more frat parties and story parties than I have been to <laughs> in my life. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, uh, but again, they, they, they go through that two-year training and they have to pass the ADI, which is the Sisters Dog International, um, with two different trainers. And then they, they get to go on for the graduation. And, uh that's when they call the veteran in and you work with that dog or work with several dogs for 10 days. But, uh, uh, we, if you want to, I get into that, if you want to, how that kind of works, but, Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh so what they do, I mean, you get there and, and I had Peyton and, uh, had about 10 other dogs I worked with, uh, during the first week I was there. And so the trainers are there and of course they're, they're, they're watching you as a, as a veteran work with the different dogs and how the dogs react to you. And so, we don't pick our dogs. The dogs pick us. Okay. And so um, that first week you go through and, and you work with that dog or several dogs. And then on that Friday, the first week of that Friday, you get what they call matching day. And they'll give you the dog that they have seen that's working good with you and all that stuff. And that last week, you work with that dog only. But it's really amazing how the trainers and all these people are trained to be watching the dog. Um, and you work together, but like I said, again, I work with, I probably work with four or five different dogs religiously to, to that first week. And then that's when I got Peyton. So, and he's, I mean, again, they're all rock stars. I think about 60% of the dogs that they get actually make it through all the way through the AGI certification, uh, okay. thing. So that's not to me, that's a pretty good, uh, percentage rate. You oh, absolutely. And it could be something. It could be something simple, uh, like they told us. It could be something like the dog could get car sick. It, it could be the dog's a great dog besides it gets car sick, or it could be something that there that it just can't pass that certification. So, um, but again, they give you whatever dogs that they give you. Um, they're just they're spot on. They're they're rock stars. Man, that's awesome. Um, so, as far, I wanted to ask if like as far as any advice you'd give because i know that as veterans we're kind of a proud people you know we don't like asking for help we don't um you know even whenever i got out you know applying for service connection disabilities i was like ah there's other veterans that need that way more than me so i I finally had to realize that you know i deserve that as well and the government it, there's right. enough there that the government can take care of all of us. So, well, let me uh, let me tell you this: with that, I'm with the DAV, the Disabled American okay. Veterans Organization, and I'm all I'm the commander now again of my chapter. And I, I tell you, people have asked me in the past when I was commander before, you know, uh, what's your biggest hurdle to get over? And I said, well, the biggest hurdle that I have as commander as DAV, and and there's other good VSOs out there, veteran service organizations out there. But I tell you, I think most of us, um, as you said, we're all not, I mean, we're a lot of us are proud, of course, but we've been raised, especially if you've been a, as you call them, a knuckle dragger or, yeah. <laughs> you know, or something like that, then, you know, you better be, 
you know, dying before you went to sick call, right? Yeah, and so yeah. You just kind of stuff that drive on. And uh, I, I tell you what I tell people all the time, again, like you said, I'll go, this is not welfare. This is something that we've all earned. You signed the dotted line. You've earned, whether it be three years, four years, or 20 years that you've served your country, you came out. And you're right. There's no other veteran who needs something worse than you did. Uh, there's plenty of stuff out there mm-hmm. for us. And I think the main thing with that is is just to get our veterans to understand that, that this is not a, a handout. This is something you served your country. You came out and you had a, an illness or an injury or disease that you didn't have when you went in the military and you came out with it and you're going to get, you should get compensated for that. Yes, sir. And, um, and you're right. There's, there's, uh, I, I had the same thing. Uh, like you said, Lee, it took me, uh, took me years to get to where I would go file and thing. Cause I always thought, well, it's just an ache and a pain and this and that. It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Well, guess what? As you get older, it, it becomes a big deal. You know, yeah. as you get older. And again, like you said, uh, our veterans just need to understand that, there's plenty of stuff out there for us. There's a budget for the VA, and uh, there's nobody out there who needs anything worse than that than the veteran themselves. And so, um, uh, and these dogs here, you know, again, um, if you qualify, and again, they they do a good job of vetting our veterans over there. I mean, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how many people who will try to get a dog who are not either military or, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So they, they oh, yeah. vet you. And it's not hard. It's nothing that's going to be uh, a lot of red tape, but they're going to make sure that you you are a veteran. They're going to make sure that everything you know adds up, and then you get on the list. And again, uh, there's nobody who needs a dog worse than a veteran who needs a dog. And so, um, and they, they do change your life. I mean, in, in, in many ways. And so, uh, as you said, well, like your your friend, your your buddy there. I mean, he would benefit greatly from a dog i promise you that i mean oh absolutely but, uh, i agree but I, the main thing about that is, is get over that stigma that that i'm tougher than nails and that somebody needs it worse than i do uh uh and i understand that that's just kind of our heart as, as our military you know we are we want our guys and girls to be to be taken care of of course but again that's like you said again a while ago um you know we've all served and and it's something that you've earned i, I tell people you've earned that right to do that it ain't it's nothing that's given to you at all yeah and i mean that kind of my question because i was just gonna ask you know advice as far as any veterans that was on the you know the precipice of you know whether or not they should seek out whether they think they deserve or don't deserve one um like what you'd actually tell them to to maybe push them over the edge a little bit to to you know, maybe help them say, you know what, I should seek this out. Well, you know, again, it, it, as you said a while ago, you know, it's it's to ask for help, and we've all we've all been in different valleys. You know, what I'm saying dark valleys in our mind and our heart, and we're probably our, our worst enemy. You know, mm-hmm. I went through a battle of that years ago, and and, and that's, that's another state, another day, and another story. But uh, if it had been for the uh, grace of God years ago, uh, many years ago, I would have I would have shot myself. Uh, just to be honest, yeah. and. Um, and was in a, a dark valley of things. But um, again, you've earned it. We've all earned the right. Uh, uh, and I think for, for the dog, if you think, you know, you're on the fence line, do I deserve one or do I not deserve one? If you've served our military, you know, our military and you've served it honorably and you got out and you had an injury or illness or disease, yeah, you, you've, you've earned, you, you deserve that dog. 
you know, and and don't be so proud because these dogs again. I, I mean, I went to the training and got. I, every day I woke up, I was getting ready for the training over at Patriot Falls. I was looking forward to the day. I mean, it was just, it was fun. It was not, um, uh, I was kind of worried if I was going to fail the dog, you know what I'm saying? And uh, they, they make it so easy to go through the training, to learn how to train, how to work with the dog. The dogs already know, they, they, the dogs know what, what to do. We don't know. And so they train us how to work the dogs. That's what that 10 days is for. And, uh, but uh, I would just say that, that, Everybody who served our military deserves whatever that they, they, they want or they need to get because uh, we all suffer. And, and people, I've had people in the past say, oh, you get that free that free healthcare, that VA healthcare. I said, no, no, I don't. It's, that's not free. I pay for it every day with my body. Every yes, day sir. I hurt. Every day. So uh, uh, does it cost me money-wise out of my pocket? No. But do I pay for it? I paid for it by my my things like the rest of the veterans have paid for that. You know, it's not free. Yes, sir. Um, it's, and I want to – if people that are listening, and I kind of want to jump back here with you saying you were the commander of the DAV, you know, disabled American veterans. We've, we've got a VA here in Popper Bluff and um, the DAV. We've got service officers there. we got – and what people don't understand too that we've got drivers that will go and they volunteer their time to go and, and pick up veterans to take them to appointments and do all these great things and there's uh, all kinds of great veteran organizations that are yep. uh doing great things for veterans so thank you for not only you know did you serve your country but you're also serving you know your veteran community as being a part of the the DAV you know, I, I, I tell you what, till, till I suck my last breath on this earth, I'll never stop um, helping my veterans, my, my warriors. Uh, I got, like I said, I got two sons that are there. I'm here. Uh, my dad was, was uh, Air Force and uh, Army. I have an uncle who is Navy. You know, it's, it's just I want to treat every one of my veterans like I would want my kid to be treated. You know what I'm saying? So I, mm-hmm. I really take it to heart. When somebody comes to me for help, I will bend over backwards uh to do that because again we know what our veterans have went through we know what they have um, suffered you know through and again so I, I take that last breath uh i'm not gonna stop helping veterans and our warriors um because of what they have sacrificed for us and, and we've all sacrificed that's who our heart is we're, we're the selfless type people uh men and women uh uh that want to serve our country, something bigger than us, you know, and I, I can't say enough about people who want to do that for us. Um, and still to this day, like I said, you, you, you say something about my men and women uniform, I'll fight you, you know, it's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. care what branch you, you are in, you know what I'm saying? Oh it's yeah. Just, we all, we all need each other in, in, in the military. And like you said, all to go, it's, it's a small percentage, three, three to 4% of our, of our uh, veterans or our population, I'm sorry, are, are veterans. Mm-hmm. That's a small community, but it's a really big community. It's a tight community, you know. So oh, absolutely, it's kind of, you know, I, I give the analogy a lot. You know, you know, being Marine Corps, obviously, we're we're gonna make fun of the other branches, just like the other branches are gonna make fun of, you know, the other branches that they're not in. Just like you're, you can tease your little brothers or whatever. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> if anybody else tries to mess with them, well, they're gonna have That's to go right. through all of you. That's right. I tell you what, I heard a, uh, this guy was a Marine. And of course, you know, uh, it's been a while back. Uh, 
So everybody, when we're veterans, of course, we always want to know what branch you served in, right? That's probably the first thing we ask, what yep, branch. Yep. Uh, and then, then what what'd you do? But uh, so uh, we were talking, and uh, he's an old Marine. And, I, and he said, what branch are you uh, was you? And I said, Army. And I said, what branch are you? He said, Marines, the only the only branch. Everything else is uh, twigs. I said, that's good. I like that. So I, I've adopted that now. So when people say that, I always, of course, I use the Army as the branch and, yeah. and uh, the twigs. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, we're all we're all on different branches, and we make fun of each other. But by golly, don't, uh, don't you start making fun of our, our men and women if you're not a military person. Absolutely. Well, Bill, man, I I am I'm honored that we got the opportunity to talk to you and and hear your story and hear about this great organization um, where you got your service dog and and how Peyton's really kind of helped change your quality of life and um, really thankful to get it out there so people can hear this and and veterans can you know, reach out to uh, Patriot Paws and uh, get an application put in if, if they think they need a service dog. I, I'm I'm uh, extremely grateful and thankful that, that you came on here with us. Well, you know, uh, and, and if they want to do that, how they get hold of Patriot Paws, they can get on, on the internet, patriotpaws.org. It's all, you know, patriotpaws, one word, dot org. Uh, they can do that, or they can follow them on Facebook, um, uh, Patriot Paws, uh, you know, so... Um, and if nothing else, you know, go out there and look. Just look at it. some of the things. There's some stuff on YouTube. If you type in Patriot Falls on YouTube, um, there's some things that come up on there, the training and the prison thing, prison system. So uh, if you think you, you, you need one, one would benefit you, um, I'd, I'd reach out to them. They have a veterans coordinator over there. And like I said, there's a lot of veterans over there. I'd reach out to them and just talk to them and uh, apply. It's not hard. And um, uh, go from there. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you, and uh, God bless you, and uh, thanks for uh, talking to us. You betcha, Lee. I, I appreciate the time, and like I said, God bless our, our country. God bless our, our warriors out there, our, our veterans, and uh, if you need something from me at any time, you know, reach out to me. Uh, thank you for having me on and uh, highlighting Patriot Falls. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day. Yes, sir. You too, Lee. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.